Mediocrity is a go. I'm glad still we haven't made a fade again. out version. No, that's that's fine. That's perfect. It's beautiful. All right. Uh so hey, it's it's you and me again, obviously. Nathan would never allow me to play fart sounds on his podcast. No, no. Uh it's it's podcast three twenty one for October twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. I am your co co host, Connor the Cyberhunk Monk Pesh, and Aroa is my co 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 host. Uh, you'll oh, notice last okay. time we did this that Aroa had to do my voice, and he never <laughs> gave it back. I'm still missing my voice a little bit. So uh, if, if it sounds like I'm struggling through this, I'm doing it for you. <laughs> we we, uh, we appreciate your efforts. I'll get that back in the mail uh, sometime. Uh, next Thank week. you. Thank you very much. Uh, so I guess... Uh, what what do we? Oh yeah, I I shill like, that website. Right, because that's got all of the links, all of them. There was yeah. one that I specifically want to bring people's attention to, which is my link, Clinton Score Classics: A Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast. Check it out. We're on like almost two hundred episodes or something like that. We've been doing it for a while. He's he's so happy about it. He's about to cry. You can hear it in his voice. It's true. <laughs> I get so emotional talking about it. Uh, yeah, Aroa.website is obviously, uh, my website. Um, yeah, I, I haven't touched it in a while cause I can't think of anything that I feel like doing with it. Uh, so anyway, video games, huh? Uh, yeah, that's what we talk about here. I've, I've you played talk... some video games. Yeah, what, have, what have you played? Tell me about the games you've played. Uh, so I play i started playing disco elysium on my switch Ooh, nice and how's that it is really really good um that's what i was hoping to hear yeah and it it does a really good job of translating what is obviously a very pc only sort of game into something that uses a controller and i appreciate that like they bothered adding uh, touchscreen support and uh, some little things with the the HD rumble, like it it feels like a port that that they actually put some time into. Um, it is the the final cut version, uh, so it has full voice acting, which so far it has all been very top quality. Uh, I fully plan on. From my experience so far, going back and, and playing this again, probably on PC, uh, so that I can like record it. But I wanted to get some kind of casual playing in on it, and it was just easiest to do that on Switch. So my uh, plan was, is I was probably going to get that game and play it on the Steam Deck. But seeing yeah. that it then came out for Switch, what do you think? Wait for the Steam Deck or get it on Switch? I... Uh, genuinely can't imagine it mattering a ton i 
I bet that uh, like load times would be a lot smoother on the Steam Deck. Um, I don't know about uh, like mod support or anything for it. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I can't imagine it being all that much of a of a different experience on on switch versus steam deck just because it's it's such a very low impact visually game uh it's it's really just all about all about the story and the interactions it is a it is a really really cool way of doing a crpg where all of the all of the dice rolls are in your conversations with other characters or yourself uh haven't ever really seen something quite to this level uh like it it i knew where things were gonna go whenever i i tried to reach for my tie and then i had to like i had to get a roll to avoid collapsing from what i assume was a heart attack uh like it it, it, that's it's it's gonna be a good time and i i already understand why so many people love that game uh, all right so i hear great th- in fact i hear nothing but great things about it yeah i i fully fully get it at least so far um and and it and it does have like a class system at the beginning so like there there is incentive to play through it multiple ways and i like i i can very easily tell where even the first few choices that you make in the game are different based on what like class decisions you made at the beginning, which is cool. Sure. I usually eat that uh, shit up. Yeah. It's, it is ripe for replayability. Um, uh, something I think you'd have less knowledge of is a uh, Hatsune Miku. Um, so I played the switch version. It, it, what it is, is it's the switch version of Hatsune Miku Project Diva Arcade, which is a home port of the Project Diva Arcade machine. Um, so they took the arcade machine, uh, kind of slimmed it down a bit. Uh, I think it has a little over two hundred songs on the on the console version, um, but. Like it, it looks fantastic. Not quite as good as the arcade version, but it looks really good. Um, it has individual outfits for pretty much every song. Uh, it's great. I love arcade. Um, it is without a doubt the quintessential Project Diva experience. Uh, buy it on PlayStation Four if you can't uh, understand how to get it running on PC, because you can download the ROM of the arcade machine. And play it on your PC because the arcade machine is literally like a Pentium Four or something like that. It's it's really silly, but um, the Switch version is called uh, in America Hatsune Miku Project Diva Mega Mix, and it uh, it has a weird cartoon filter over all of the characters, uh, so it looks really weird. Um, the number of outfits has been reduced substantially and there are half as many songs. All of that in and of itself, not great. Uh, but then 
while the gameplay is at a solid 60 fps at all times the background animations which i know for for many people aren't that big of a of an appeal but for me like the background animations are like half the draw of project diva um they're usually running at somewhere around what i i assume to be 360p um and sometimes drop as low as 15 frames per second uh it looks terrible a lot of the time they're using dynamic resolution scaling to like try to make it look okay sometimes but you can really tell that uh that it it's a very lazy port in a lot of ways uh they they essentially did everything they could to make it run on that hardware uh without actually having to redo anything um so i was so just because i don't know anything about this game is it a rhythm game is it like a ddr yeah more or less i assume you're playing this at home with your uh your your custom-made ddr mat for it uh well no so it it isn't actually ddr uh you you press buttons on on your controller it was originally uh made for the ps3 uh right right, right. it's square triangle circle x I'm saying you took a part of the Switch controller and you wired it up to an Arduino and you got the big buttons on the panels. <laughs> and you're sitting there busting uh, your favorite game, right? The, the funny thing is that there actually is an official arcade controller you can purchase for this game. And the nice. Switch version is compatible with it, which is interesting to me. Um, do it. Become I, a dancer. Uh, I, I actually do have a USB uh, dance pad that I've Get your groove on. See if it's compatible. I'm sure it's not compatible. It'd be amazing if it was compatible. I could at that at that point I could just play it on an emulator, right? And right. do it that way. Um, yeah, uh, that and uh, the only other thing has been uh, sometimes playing Far Cry Five. Uh, not six, I, but five. Yeah, yeah, because um, I can't afford six. So, and there's, there's kind of what uh, I'm waiting for is uh, for yeah. it to become more affordable. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. But uh, five, on the other hand, uh, was very affordable with all the DLC, uh, except it, you don't get unlimited in game currency uh, because there's in game currency in Ubisoft games now, apparently. I somehow missed that. Um, but the game That's itself why I wait for it to be more affordable because <laughs> then you don't have to deal with that bullshit. <laughs> uh, it does say that the Ubisoft or the Uplay client has stopped working every time I click some menus, which I don't yeah, know weird. what that what's that what, what's that about? That's weird. They must have uh, they must have released the game with a bug in it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the game itself is I mean it's a Far Cry game. Uh, I was in this weird mood to play specifically just a Ubisoft collect-a-thon game. And I, I sympathize with that. I'm a big fan of those games, actually. I, I am getting, I'm getting my time's worth out of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a solid experience. Uh, it's, it's fun to kill hardcore Christian zealots. Yeah. Um, it's... 
really bizarre to me that Ubisoft just adamantly said there's no there there are no political or or any kind of statement being made by this game it's just a video game when and then they all looked right at the camera and winked <laughs> yeah because like uh they've th there are like uh, descriptions of items in the game that like poke fun at flat earthers and like conspiracy theorists um at one point uh when me and and my npc ally were slaughtering a bunch of cultists uh he said where's your god now huh <laughs> and like the i love the touch of they they put together uh, probably just a handful uh, but I can't tell the difference between them most of the time. But a handful of these, just the whitest white people church music. Um, but it's all like, it sounds exactly like something you'd hear on like a televangelist program or something. A and that's what's on the radio. Uh, but it's all like from the cultists. So And, and so it's like about violence and and how they're they're essentially going to rebel against the rest of the world uh but it's all done as like a church choir thing and like it's so obvious that the whole thing is just slamming on the bible belt in general and mm. and how southern united states is just a bunch of fucking backwards idiots and how dangerous that shit can be yeah, yeah. And they, they really make a point of that, too. Like, just from the first 15 minutes or so, they're like, we just, right, we thought there were a bunch of loonies, you know? We didn't think anything would come of it. Yeah, sometimes I get in a little trouble here and there, but, like, who would have thought that they'd come to this? And, and like, yes, that's exactly what fucking happens. <laughs> like, right. It's why you have to cut it off before it goes too far. Like, it, I, I love that. And... It, it it's just like it's so crazy that a triple a company released this game and then they have to simultaneously go no 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 uh no we don't take any opinions ever we're not we don't give opinions we just make video games so right. like sure uh, it's it's just the thing you have to say now yeah and it's it's gross because i i could only imagine how much further they would go if they were willing to just just go for it but i will never really see that ubisoft i'm sure no. um all right well i talked for 15 minutes you have anything yeah i played a couple of the things i, I played uh sick at home all week i went to work on monday and i made it uh, about four hours i'm the the first shift guy so my boss usually comes in about halfway through my shift you heard me talking during our team meeting and he's like hey uh, stay on the line for a second everyone else hopped off he's like go home dude you cannot be here right now. I was like, yeah, I, I know. So uh, <laughs> what I did is I played through Metroid Dread and beat that over the weekend. And it was really refreshing to have another Metroid game to play. I was worried, uh, having played the last a Metroid 2 remake that they did for 3DS, that they were going to do a lot of those game design decisions that they did in that, such as the over needing to influence on Melee. And luckily, it wasn't so mandatory. I definitely still did it a lot, but it wasn't so much like, oh, I need to wait for it to hit me. 
so I could hit it, so I could just get past the stupid section. A lot less that, a lot more bang, 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 move forward, traverse through game. They, they know how to make a Metroidvania, and it shows. Uh, I played through Payday 2. They're doing their 10th anniversary special. I've been playing that exclusively in VR with some of my old crew. I saw and you were golly, playing that. That's, if you download it, I'd play that again with, like, anyone. Now that they removed the microtransactions and stuff, it's it's a good game again. And they've definitely been working on the VR port. It feels a lot more comfortable to play. There's only been a couple missions where, like, and it's really our fault. We had too much stuff going on at once that it kind of, you know, hit me with. It wasn't staying at 144 frames. It started slagging down. But that game is still wicked fun, crazy ridiculous. The October thing that they got going on this year is a lot of fun. And there's a whole bunch of people playing right now because it's the anniversary. If you've never played it before, there's never been a better time to get into it. That's cool. And then, uh, Glad it's not dead. And I mean, they're, they're hyping up for Payday 3, which, I mean, I, I, it's just it's too soon to get excited about it. We don't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, while sick, I was also jumping through games looking for something new to play after beating Metroid. I think what I landed on is Final Fantasy XII, a game that I've spoken pretty bad about in the past for being a game that you watch play itself. I'm going to see how long I could play that before I either burn out and get bored or... I don't know, maybe something else will jump out at me. Any suggestions for good games? I'm looking for another uh, good stealth game. Oh, I, God, it's been so long since I've even tried to play a stealth game stealthily. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm uh, looking for like a Deus Ex or a, a Metal Gear Solid Five, but I want something I haven't played before. I don't want to just replay the same games every year. Did you play, um, did you play either of the, the well, I guess any of the three Dishonored games? Yeah, um, I haven't played the most recent one, or Deathloop for that matter. Deathloop, I'm not sure if it's really going to be my thing. Um, yeah, I'm kind of iffy on Deathloop myself. Um, but I guess you could try uh, Death of the Outsider if you can if you can Good. find that. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure, it's on Steam by now. Oh yeah i I started playing Dishonored two a few weeks ago, and it it just wasn't wasn't the right time for me to play it uh i get that but yeah it's it, it like death loop looks a lot like that <laughs> so but like with weird dark souls invasion yeah thing. that that's kind of one of the parts that doesn't apply it's it's you know like like dishonored it's a a puzzle game that has first person and it's it's driving tips like the the action kind of takes second centerpiece to the puzzle bit but i, I just don't want to play another fucking shooter you know <laughs> that's yeah. really what it comes down to <laughs> i don't want to play another boring ass shooter um so uh tweet me at cyberpunk underscore monk with any suggestions i guess i uh did you play the classic thief games oh fuck yeah i played the classic thief games i love those uh, games okay uh the only thing i could think of is like if you wanted to t try putting yourself through Arx Fatalis. I'm not familiar with that at all. Uh, that, if I recall correctly, uh, is also from Arcane. Yes. That was uh, an Arcane game that they made back in 2002 that oh. uh, 
was kind of like a weird proto elder scrolls uh mixed with thief kind of game uh i don't know i i i got really confused when i tried to play it but that was like well over 10 years ago so maybe it, uh, people people kind of hold it in high regard but uh that could also be nostalgia so i don't really know i but, get that i mean I, I play mostly old games nowadays too i'm willing to try whatever it might be something worth giving a shot um yeah so other than that i played space station 13 which i talk about every week some wacky stuff happened there uh i painted a whole bunch i played a bit of warhammer played this awesome game this dude brought the biggest models i've seen to date like not including the big one that you know that you feel like one of and that's your army uh big ass uh i think they're called broadsides or something like that they're, they're this big ass tau uh battle anime mech suits brought two of them on the field and i couldn't do shit about it so i was like okay i will shoot the things that i can shoot which is your infantry and now you have no one to get objectives so i win <laughs> by the end of uh, it, at turn one he like basically wiped out all of my heavy support then i, I was okay um I, I see what you're doing i can't do much about that so i just need to do what you're doing but smarter so yeah although i didn't have any heavy hitters anymore i had plenty enough to take out all of his infantry and by the end of turn three, it was like, we can keep on doing this. We can keep on blowing each other up. But objectively speaking, I got it from here. And that's uh, that's why I like Ninth Edition. It's it's not Slayer. It's objective. That was my Warhammer half a minute. Uh, hooray. Um, I think that's all the games I played. Like I I was sick this weekend. I spent a lot of my time in bed passed out which was pretty awesome too it's been a while since i've done that have you gotten a covid test yes yes i did it was negative all right uh, hospital oh, i work at insisted i oh well, okay the the first day that i did this and I, it's not like it's my first time i i get a cold every time the weather changes but normally i i'm like hey too sick to be in work and they're like cool let's find out if that's something to be worried about and immediately they ordered this one this time they were dragging their feet my boss was hmm. getting pissed not that I was, you know, well enough to come back into the office. I, you know, I'm still kind of questioning coming in tomorrow, sounding like I do. But yeah, the the fact that it took them two to three days to get back to me and say, okay, we ordered you the test, and then even then, hey, we ordered the test. This is where it's going, is uh, kind of dropping the ball. Yeah, you'd think that a medical office would kind of do better with that sort of thing, considering they've got stacks of them at my local Walgreens. When I called the second day and I was like, hey, what the what the heck's going on? They were like, we have massive volume going on right now. So I I think maybe they were just overwhelmed or trying to sort stuff out. But no. there was a lack of communication I would have appreciated more. I guess it, it is unfair for me to compare my local Walgreens to a hospital in a large metropolis. So Yeah. Uh, Get yourself genuine. Put yourself in perspective. Yeah. Check your privilege and whatnot. Yeah, I I got a I, I got to walk in and get a Moderna shot yesterday. Like so like that's how privileged I am. I uh I got my Pfizer booster basically as soon as it was available. I didn't want to wait in a line or nothing like that. I think I was one of the first in the state. Yeah, I uh I had signed up for it on Wednesday. Uh thought that I signed up for Saturday 
showed up and they were like, Kyle? And I went, nope, that, that's not me. Hold on, let me look at my reservation on my phone. Oh, it was for yesterday. Whoops. I'm sorry. Did they do it anyways? Well, yeah, I was, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go make another appointment or whatever. And she was like, no, no, just give me your card. It's fine. And then I didn't understand what she meant. So I gave her my insurance card and she went, no, no, your, your, your other, your, your, oh, the COVID card. Okay. Luckily I had that with me, but you know, I never actually got a physical card. Really? They, uh, I like, I have an app. I could pull it up anytime and it's got all the day. Like I figure if anyone's actually going to be like, let me see your COVID card that the app I have will show all the information I need. But if oh. ever like this could be anyone's app, I'm fucked. Cause they, they never gave me a card. Oh, that's weird. Maybe it's, uh, cause like I, I had thought that there would be something where they'd be able to just let you put it in a phone or something, but, uh, that's, that's what I, I do. It's an app on my phone. Huh? I, I don't know how to get that or if that's available here. It's through my work app. So I, I imagine, that. Uh-huh. uh, well, I don't know. We, we have a public facing, uh, app too. Well, because it's, uh, I, don't know. I, I thought that Epic was one of the ones that do it. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's one of the people we go through. Yeah. So, and I think that's who owns BJC, which is the, the main health conglomerate down here. But I don't know. Uh, anyway, we're talking about our personal lives and instead of, what are we supposed we are to talk about? We are the line between a HIPAA violation. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um plus i don't want to i don't want to like I was, <laughs> I was almost like do i say the city no i don't say the city no <laughs> um i don't know how what do we segue into here uh, i figured that we were going to talk about the thing that pisses you off the most and then give you the rest of the podcast to cool down okay that sounds good to me hey apple had a had an event uh on monday how how about Apple, that huh? quote, unquote unleashed a lot of news including uh-huh. oh yeah so apple in in all their uh infinite wisdom had previously uh kind of gutted the macbook line uh specifically the macbook pro line they removed the uh well, all the ports. <laughs> they removed the HDMI port, uh, the SD card reader, um, the I believe all the USB A ports as well. Uh, you instead got I think four USB C ports, mm-hmm. and that was also how you charged it. So really, you got three USB C ports, and then one that doubled as a charger, um, instead of continuing the line of like one of the most appealing features on the macbook which is magsafe the honestly kind of innovative charger that doesn't like plug in it it just kind of magnetizes itself to the side of the laptop it's a really great design and if you like if you forget that it's plugged in or somebody like walks over and trips over the cable like it's not going to yank your laptop onto the floor or break the port it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, yeah, they, they removed that. Um, and that was several years ago. Uh, Apple finally has decided to go back to the design that people wanted 
except of course it being apple they had to fuck it up and now there's a notch on the goddamn laptop it looks so fucking stupid too it looks fucking terrible you know what's gonna happen web devs are gonna start making apps that accommodate for that now so every web well not every because it, it, what what this is really going to affect is the top line of most of your your finder apps i guess and i'm not sure just not being like a mac super user how utilized that is already but so, in my mind that's like where titles and shit go it's so like, how are you that find is, shit that is where the file edit uh menu thing in in, in windows equivalent speak goes Mm-hmm. is in that top bar. So what this means is that if you have a menu that stretches over to where that notch is, presumably the OS will be smart enough to automatically move items that would normally be underneath of the notch. It'll That's instead move them over to the other side. Big assumption. But, but even if it does do that, how much I of a fucking annoyance is that? Yeah. Very like, annoying. It's, it's distracting, it breaks up the the flow of the UI, which is just, like, ironic. It's weird, because Apple's usually the UI guys, right? Yeah, Apple has essentially defined what UI looks like, f- like, a- across the board for the last 10 years. And they have slowly, over the last, I would say probably ever since iOS 7... Uh, they've they've just gotten worse and worse. Uh, hey, what this? I I got a question for you, real quick. What's the point of uh, having this nice? Uh, I don't know, half an inch more of screen, maybe overall. If uh, if you like, did the math and find out how much more the bezel adds. Like, if you're watching something in full screen, which having worked at a university, ninety percent of the MacBook Pro audience seems to be YouTube machines. I know that's not true, but. Anything you watch like that's going to have a fucking bezel in the front of it now. There's just mm-hmm. there's going to be a part of your screen that's off. Yeah, it's just a little bit, but that shit's distracting. It's annoying. And it's you know... Apple that made the decision. That's that's the that's <laughs> the most damning part that just doesn't click to me. Yeah. Like, do you know how fucking obnoxious it is as an iPhone user uh where I'm I'm trying to play a game or something, and then a UI element shows up underneath of the fucking notch. It, it's and you just can't access it. Yeah, I ha- I have to flip my phone around so that the entire screen flips over to you know it rotates itself so then I can tap on the thing. Whenever on previous generations of iPhones before the 10, that wouldn't have ever been a problem. Yeah, it, it's. It's the same thing as I don't understand with the Galaxy uh, Edge series of phones, where, like, you're inevitably going to accidentally touch shit on on the side. Like, you have the right. side of the phone there. You have bezels for a reason. It's to have a uniform edge so that everything flows right, so that you don't right. have this one spot that's always going to be useless while everything around it isn't. This I don't understand how this adds anything at all. If if I, you're going to have that stupid notch there, it's like the start of the curved screen production, and I'm glad that we're trying stuff. But I don't see why this needs to be. How did this make it to the commercial product? How is this it's, a commercial popular product? 
it's incredible and further Marketing down at the yeah i mean that's that's really what it is is that they needed to make it look strikingly different yeah people and, telling you hey you want this and oh suddenly i want this like other people have been saying uh online i can't wait for the next uh, top of the line samsung laptop to also have a stupid notch which that's going to be that's going to be catastrophic in windows in in some cases like because there's actually shit up there sometimes right like the the os does not know doesn't have any way of dealing with that because windows doesn't care about what hardware you're running it on well it didn't and i guess now it, it kind doesn't. of does how are you going to interact with the hardware in the os i know some monitors are getting to the point where it's integrated but like is it going to be communicating and say hey uh windows what, what what do you think that would be the shell manager or something like that the the gui manager i don't know what would even draw that uh check for this part of the screen and if something's there just add white space is that going to uh, impact processing time if it's if whatever it's rendering <laughs> has to reload every second or something like it, it would have to be something that's like integrated into dwm this but... is something at this point where to do it right you need to have drivers and in order to do drivers right you need to maintain them this is a yeah. Pandora's box. <laughs> it's this is such a stupid non thing, like it shouldn't exist. And shouldn't like the exist. The, bo- the bottom of the screen still has like a half inch to a, to maybe a full inch bezel, so now the bezel is uneven all the way around. <laughs> like, is it nothing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So like what nothing about this has any purpose. Is it, it a sound bar at the bottom or something or is that just unused space? I it's probably just unused space. The speakers have Ooh. always been on the sides of the keyboard. Apple, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Cuz uh underneath well, I don't know how it is on the newer MacBooks cuz they did like a huge thing where they shrunk the logic board so they could fit more batteries in there. Um, but it used to be that underneath uh, that black thing is where the wireless antenna and the power inverter for the backlighting would go. Uh, I have a, I, I'm having a premonition. I'm seeing into the future now. Um, I know how people use MacBooks. People are going to end up pinching these screens when they open them. And that's, mm-hmm. for, I mean, do these things have Gorilla Glass on them? How? S- no, I've, I've seen broken Mac screens and people tell me they like... <laughs> Oh, I just had it in my purse, and and then I opened it up, and the screen is cracked or whatever. Yeah, they're they're not particularly resilient because this they assume is that going you're not to cause them. more broken screens because yeah. people are going to be opening their laptops, pinching the corners too too aggressively, and the system's just going to go, "Oh, can't handle that." Hope you bought the three thousand uh, dollar warranty plan. You're you're probably right. I didn't even think about that. That's so fucking. My it IT guy su- senses it are tingling. It, it sucks so much because they they brought back everything that was missing. They even made a new version of MagSafe that does quick charging. Like it's it's mm-hmm. great. I, I was you like, say it man, can go from zero to fifty in thirty minutes. Uh, now, now it does have so the, so the claim. It it has the the M1 Pro and M1 Max chips which presumably are just the same as the M1, but they have 
more transistors. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit unless I have like bench. Oh god, I can't even think of the word. I'm so flustered by this. Um, unless we know like the kind of output that they're doing, I'm not actually phased by this at all. Considering that the current M1 chips, uh, the the current M1 chips are able to compete with higher end uh, normal x86 processors, I. I'm curious to see what happens with the Pro and the Max, if they will somehow like be unbelievably powerful desktop ARM processors, or if we're going to already hit some kind of wall. I find it curious that they didn't call it an M2, which says to me that they have not made as large of strides as they would have liked. Uh, but I, I think guess we'll... that's fair to say. We'll have to find out. I think they're shipping Monday. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll find out very quickly as all of the tech sites start doing benchmarks and they go, you don't need an x86 processor anymore. Everyone's going to switch to ARM. And it's like, no, they're, no, they're not. They're really not. I promise. Um, so alongside the screen, uh, we've got mini LED technology going into the 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 panels i don't know what that looks like i'm sure that it just looks nice like i have not even looked at an ipad pro in the store in a long time uh, let alone the 2021 ipad pro that has the mini led panel uh they also will have 120 hertz refresh rates which is cool but also, what the fuck is the point on a MacBook Pro? You're you're not going to be editing videos at 120 frames per second. You're not you're not going to play games on a MacBook Pro. So like I, I don't know what you're doing with that. Some sort of art is the only real case I could make for that. That or this is something to give corporate CEOs so they can feel important. I don't know. It's a pedigree purchase. That's what every Mac product is. Yeah, like, I understand it to some degree on the mobile devices that have it, which are the new iPhone Pros have uh, this ProMotion thing, is what they're calling it, uh, because it is an adjustable refresh rate, so the screen will automatically clock itself down and back up, depending on whether you're actually doing something. Uh, mm. That's great for battery life, but I can't imagine yeah, that being all that useful on a desktop machine. I... Again, if you're doing some sort of art, that's really the only case I can think of. <laughs> if you're doing really precise video editing, I don't know, man. No, I like, yeah, I, I you're not I'm... doing really precise video editing machine, not on this machine. Well, that's not that's not necessarily fair to say. I I would anticipate to see a tower in that case, right? You're not. Am, wrong. I, am I weird for thinking that? You're not entirely wrong. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the Mac Pro is still going to be what, like, a studio has. But I do know that there are a lot of indie filmmakers who would prefer to have either a MacBook Pro or even an iMac. Um, particularly with the way that the M1 has kind of leveled the playing field. Uh, I could, I could see that. But, um... A large studio is obviously still going to be using Mac Pros, or if they're smart, they'll just have server class 
Windows hardware because everyone just uses Premiere right. and Avid. And they don't know what to use as Final Cut Pro X. Um, you also have uh, these new AirPods that they're, they're AirPods. Um, I've used my ear pods that came with my phone and they're fine. I'm not going to pay $200 for mediocre headphones whenever I can spend $50 and get decent Bluetooth uh, headphones that actually stay in my ears. But for $179, you could have spatial audio and sweat and water-resistant headphones. The spatial audio thing is such a fucking dumb gimmick. Like, it, who the Buzzwords. fuck cares? Who cares that you can move your head around and the sound changes position depending on how, who you're just watching YouTube, bro. It doesn't matter. This is Look, as I dumb am as on a those... walk. I'm, I'm on a long nature walk and I'm listening to my ASMR podcasts. And while I'm <laughs> winding and turning, it really upsets my orientation, Aroa. <laughs> that's what you want i'm jim cook and i approve this message (laughs) uh speaking of things that no one wants the home pod mini um they're they're still trying uh they got rid of the normal home pod uh a while back because no one was buying it and i guess there are just enough people still buying home pod minis to where they can justify selling these pieces of shit for a hundred dollars it's my theory is they're just spray painting old ones. <laughs> no, no like, the we, old... we need we need to move product. What ideas? Anything? Give them to me. No oh, rejected ideas. <laughs> they have the backstock of the HomePod Minis, and they're right. just on a conveyor belt with with the like car sprayers on the sides. The Acme like... uh, hardware music is playing in the background. <laughs> like... That's how the world works in my head. <laughs> I. I don't, it, well, that, that seems to be the same world that Apple lives in, thinking that anyone wants to buy a fucking smart speaker that has Siri in it. Like, it, Siri is so fucking bad and useless that I can't fathom wanting to bother with a HomePod that is going to be crippled by that, that functionality. I am going to put Siri on my Ecobee because I'm curious but that's free for me. And I'll probably just go back to having Alexa, which also doesn't do anything because I don't use it because I don't understand smart speakers in general. But if I was going right. to have a smart speaker, I wouldn't have one that has Siri on it. Like I have I have a Google Home Mini that I got for free and like it's, it's fine. Sometimes I ask it funny questions and that's entertaining and I use it as a Bluetooth speaker sometimes. I just don't get the need for, like, my cell phone will do the exact same thing, and I always have it on me. The only time yeah. I ever talk to my cell phone is when I'm driving and I don't want to, like, text. You know, I'll, I shout at my phone all the time to be my DJ. Pull something up on YouTube, whatever. I can't. Yeah. I, what? I don't, like, I, I just don't get the appeal of it. It doesn't appeal either. to me. And I don't know who it's supposed to... Like, they always have these commercials that are like, Alexa, turn on Spongebob. And, it, like, no one, no one's going to do that. They're going to pull out their phone, connect to the TV, and they're going to they're gonna play whatever the hell they want to watch. 
because like half the time whenever you ask alexa to play something it picks the wrong music or the wrong show like embarrassing or, or that being said i do get like unjustifiably upset when my phone doesn't understand the fantasy terms i shout at it like i'll be a dnd and i'll ask for like give me a description of this spell and it's like i don't know what galarian is homie <laughs> my phone does that it's very hip uh like and i i would like i what did i ask it i i asked uh alexa to buy i think like cat litter once and it put like some kind of fucking like cleaning product in my cart like it was so that's that's big amazon <laughs> like the the one thing that your fucking product's supposed to be good at and it, it and it isn't and it can't buy condoms like so a restricted I item or something i don't know i asked it to buy condoms and it just like acted like i didn't say anything so i was like okay <laughs> you whatever embarrassed it, Aurora. It's, it's bashful <laughs> you got rid of the fucking dash button that i used to actually use to buy condoms and now i can't even use alexa to do it like fuck you amazon I just gotta uh, say, if I ever saw someone with a condom dash button, that would make my day. I I actually did. <laughs> I wasn't just joking. keep it on your bedside. That's amazing. I, I so I keep the uh, the condoms in a drawer, and so I put the dash button like in that drawer with the, with the condom box. So that way, whenever I grab the last one, I can just push the button, and then they would put in another order. I gotta get me one of those just to keep it as like that's my player move. <laughs> like dash buttons were a genuinely good idea i don't know why amazon dropped them because like uh i i had them for paper towels and toilet paper too they're they're perfect for that right anything that you're using on a week by week basis it's a great idea i'm with you on this one i actually i i'm not against them if they're products that you're buying anyways and you're buying them from amazon already okay it's a no-brainer and they and they were free because whenever you you had to pay like five dollars for the button, but then the first mm-hmm. time that you used the button, it took five dollars off your purchase. So it was a free buy anyway. Like, I I don't know why they got rid of them. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I could find one of those, like a a defunct <laughs> one, just to have. They did sell an IoT one that you could program. Uh, so you you might still be able to find those on eBay. I don't know. Because I, I think they were Bluetooth. I'm not sure. Uh, the last thing is that Apple is adding a, a $5 a month Apple oh, Music yeah. voice plan. Just what we wanted. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to pay $5 a month so that I can only use Apple Music with Siri. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I really need to save that $5 a month so that I can not be able to play anything that that Siri doesn't understand, which is going to be like everything I listen to. I like how it's it's like directly competing with Amazon's Echo Plan, obviously, except it's more expensive and I imagine less quality just because it's Apple. I, I have that feeling. Yeah. Like, if you like, want to listen to exclusively U2 and Coldplay, you go nuts. It'll do that. <laughs> I, I haven't actually, like, bothered digging into what Apple Music offers, but I cannot fathom it having anything more than what Spotify 
offers. Uh, I did actually pull that up. Voice plan subscribers get customized in-app experiences and suggestions based on their preferences with recently played music. And there's a dedicated section called Just Ask Siri with tips for how to optimize Siri for Apple Music. You're paying to have somebody curate music that was already being curated to you. So how do I ask it to play? Ooh. Uh, uh, vertical line circumflex accent vertical line circumflex accent is it uh is it going to be able to look up the band uh, one of my favorite songs is genuinely called uh which is uh I, I think it's from norway or finland or something like that i i wonder how siri does it says it's available in 13 countries it doesn't say which <laughs> countries those are though but I can't imagine it's got the full catalog. No, probably not. Uh, like, I don't. I don't know. I, I've asked. I've asked a smart speaker to play a song like three times ever, and uh, it's it's always been for a gag. I don't. I don't know why there are people who need this or want this even. Now that I think of it, the only song I've ever made a request for one to play was Never Gonna Give You Up. And I did that at the main office at work. And, and you were doing it just to make a joke? Just to make a joke. Cause like, Thank you for helping else? me troll, I guess. Yeah, that, that's like, what, the what only real you... use. To get... <laughs> I, I've like, seen what... somebody ask it what the weather was like when you could see outside the window immediately behind <laughs> it. <laughs> And some some things like that just make me give up faith. And, and like, oh, I, oh no! I'll ask Siri, uh, like, is it gonna rain? And then every once in a while she gets it right, because sometimes she'll say, "No, it doesn't look like rain." But then I'll check like dark sky, and it's like there's like a sixty five percent chance it's gonna rain. Like, okay, thanks, thanks Siri, you fucking useless piece of shit. God save you if you ask one for driving direction somewhere. Oh Jesus Christ! I long gave up on that. the 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 worst fucking thing I ever did was try to get directions to where I was getting a job interview from fucking Apple oh, Maps. No, and it had me park like three blocks down from where the location actually was, and so, like, not only was I slightly late. But then I explained why I was late, and they're like, "Oh God, why are you an iPhone user?" <laughs> like, they have a point. Yeah. Well, that look, look, there, there are a multitude of reasons. Uh, all of them are because of vendor lock-in. Yep. Um, yep. Stuck in the ecosystem now. I am. I they absolutely am. They, they, they have trapped me. In a row, I do. Uh, I do just want to take a moment because I'm somebody who uh, has your best intentions at heart, and that's that you're in a cult. And the sooner <laughs> that you recognize that, the sooner you can eliminate that. And there's no shame in it. Um, and you know, sometimes it's really hard to see yourself, and you see all that you invested—the time, the effort, the money—and it's really hard to go away from that. But the best thing you could do is just walk away from it. But I don't want to. I don't want green bubbles whenever I text other iPhone people. They're, they're going to get okay. green bubbles. I'll have to go back to SMS messaging instead of iMessage. What am I going to do without my my, my, my stickers? Fuck them. You're going to fuck them. <laughs> I'll have, have to use Telegram again. It's okay. 
Also, <sighs> who fucking texts anymore? <laughs> I text all the time. What are you talking about? I actually mostly use Messenger nowadays. Something something happened, and phones are really just computers now. They, they don't really even do that phone part much anymore. Somebody oh, calls get, me. Yeah. I'm putting that shit straight to voicemail. I mean, I yeah, I, I do I, that. I actually I've screen that. my calls nowadays. Yeah, but I, I guess now that you mention it, the only reason that I do text people is because most of the people I text have iPhones, so I'm just using iMessage. You're in the cult. You're in the cult. Shut up, man. Or just you know, it's it's cool that if I had a if I had a functional Mac, that it'd be able to synchronize my text messages. Uh, by the way, Windows cannot do that. The, the Windows phone app has been working fine for me for, like, a couple months now. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot that there was a, uh, there's a phone. It didn't always work fine for me. I was in the, the what what do you call that, the the outreach program or the, the beta program? There's a word for it. Oh, the ins- insiders. Uh, insider program, right. And there was a while where the, the phone app just didn't really work right. But it's, it's better now. Yeah, I, I know that it has a lot of functionality on Android. Oh, you can like you can make calls. That's yeah. cool. Um, I get Teams messages on my tablet all the time at work. Like, if I'm on lunch break and editing something, and somebody like sends me a high priority, I just deal with it on my laptop. Neat. That's neat. Ah, uh, I don't think I could ever. I don't think I can go back though. I've just you got see, too that's, much. That's invested. that's the cult. <laughs> Never but, too late. Well, what if we'll I get an there for iPad you and then they'll, it'll integrate with the iPad really well, and then I could get, get a, a Surface. It's a better, it's a better tablet, infinitely. Yeah, I could just get a Surface, and that would take care of both the Mac. I fucking love and my the... Surface. Yeah. Um. I don't. Boo I don't Apple is. To... <laughs> Apple sucks. You know what else sucks? NFTs. Censorship. And censorship. Oh. Which one are we going AMTs. to? We'll, we'll do the AMT one. NFTs. NFTs suck. I don't think... Have you played or, or seen anybody play Dead by Daylight? Yeah. Uh, I think... Or, uh, Nathan was playing it for a while, wasn't he? Was he? I think. I, I want to say he was playing it and he was like, you should play this because it looks like a game you'd be playing. And it looked just like... RPG Left for Dead, I guess. It didn't really phase me. I haven't seen him play again, so that's usually not a good sign. Mm, no, that's I don't think I don't think this is the same thing. The, uh, Dead by Daylight is a 4v1 uh, oh, asymmetrical no. <laughs> multiplayer game where I'm one thinking player of Back for Blood. Is it were you thinking of Back for Blood? I was or... thinking of Back for Blood, yeah. Okay, cuz there was also the Warhammer uh Left for Dead thing. Uh, oh, uh, Dark Tide. No, I don't think that's out yet. No, no, no. Um, it's all it, it's very uh, melee focused. Vermintide. Uh, Vermintide. That's it. Uh, I don't think thought it was maybe that. You were, thought maybe you were thinking of that. So it's probably back for blood then. Uh, in any case, this really doesn't have to do with the gameplay of uh, Dead by Daylight. Uh, essentially, the company that makes Dead by Daylight uh, Behavior Interactive worked with a company called Boss Protocol over the course of several months to adapt some in-game models for use as NFTs. Um, These models were related to the recent Hellraiser 
uh, DLC, which was added to uh, Dead by Daylight. Uh, the thing people are primarily concerned with is the pinhead model. Uh, essentially, you can purchase an NFT of the in of the in-game model of Pinhead. Uh, there are something like 10,000 NFTs that you can purchase. Uh, some of them are loot boxes in that they, uh, they, they contain a copy of the DLC. If, uh, if you want to gamble on, I think it's only 10 of them or some shit, um, which is dumb. The, the whole thing is dumb. Why are you uh, going to spend uh, real money on a digital model of a character? Uh, what happened? I don't this, know. This can't I, be what video games are. I don't understand. <sighs> this can't be what video NFTs, games become. NFTs just keep on coming. And I don't understand why. They're so fucking uh, stupid. Things look way too much like the Fall of Rome out there to be spending money on stupid <laughs> imaginary bullshit. I don't get for, it. For fucking real. Like, the day that the description of Charlie Bit My Finger changed to say, on this date, this video will be removed because it's been sold as an NFT, I was like, that's it. That's it. We, I, I thought we had reached peak capitalism already, but this is it. We, we have people buying digital copies of of non-tangible objects I, and i, I, I don't fucking get it like who benefits it no one ultimately no one because the 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 nft the way that nfts work it still relies on the blockchain which requires energy and right. most of these nfts are built off of uh ethereum so there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who are mining Ethereum and it's causing, it's causing global warming and climate yeah. change. So ultimately NFTs cause climate change. You heard it here. Uh, also a massive waste of energy. It really, really And is. hardware. It, we're burning yeah. through hardware doing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it it was it was great. I I wish that I had uh, I had bought into it more whenever it first launched, um, but that's just me being a, a profiteering asshole. Uh, but now, like no, that this I had hoped that it would all drop off, but no, Bitcoin is just going up, and now we have people who are willing to spend untold sums of money on things that don't exist um and there are many who are complaining that behavior uh by working with this company to create the these nfts um are essentially at fault for these nfts existing i don't know that i entirely agree with that because like it is very likely that this was part of the deal to get Pinhead in the game. Uh, and I get like a, a get like Pinhead is huge for Dead by Daylight. They make a lot of money off of people wanting licensed characters in their game. 
Um, and there are a ton of people who play Dead by Daylight who are horror heads, like, that love the classic horror shit. So, the, like, they were probably willing to do just about anything to get the Hellraiser license. And if they have to make a fucking NFT, then so be it. Uh, I, I do still understand though that like supporting a company that wants to support this kind of, this part of the blockchain, uh, I I can understand why you'd want to maybe hold back from that. Uh, there have been review bombs on Dead by Daylight and the most recent DLC, which is just an unrelated witch character. Uh, and I think that kind of sucks, but at the same time, it is the most direct way for people to give feedback to a company for doing something they don't like. And I don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that either. Uh, I just wonder if the company is actually going to care about that. I, I think they do to a point. Um, it's going to be less impactful in this case though, because, uh, behavior is both the developer and publisher of the game. Uh, so that sort of thing really only has a huge effect whenever it's something like a a big name publisher, because they don't want to have that bad publicity, but with behavior, they know why people are doing it. And I think they're just going to let it pass because it will pass and people will forget about this and it won't matter. Uh, especially since like, there's no way for the NFT stuff to really have any, any function in the game, uh, because the related steam has, has banned, uh, all blockchain activity in, in their games or in games that are on the market. Uh, Mm. they, you can't, uh, buy and sell cryptocurrency, or nfts in games on steam uh that isn't to say that you can't use blockchain technology period or nfts but you can't give people nfts and you can't give them cryptocurrency so this sort of the this sort of opportunistic bullshit is not going to be a thing on steam games uh which is good i think ultimately that's going to be what kills this bud is when publishers not, i mean yeah steam must be a publisher right what, what would you call it distributors when distributors yeah. just mix yeah. that shit it, it's gonna take a gate being put up for people to realize well if we want to make money we should knock that shit off yeah there are already financial regulations coming in to take out cryptocurrency in its current form and that's gonna happen i think with nfts as well you're gonna have Sites. If eBay doesn't already have a policy against NFTs, they're going to. And yeah, you always have. We're making money. Gotta put it. Gotta knock that <laughs> yeah. shit out. Yeah, that that will be what it is. Because uh, there are already websites that are devoted to buying and selling NFTs, and like those are always going to exist. But yeah. as long as everything remains on the fringes of society, then that's fine with me. Uh, like I've I've said publicly before, I do think NFTs have value in the form of copyright enforcement because it creates a chain of trust from the initial creator of the NFT to the current owner of the NFT. Uh, So whenever you need to prove who owns the rights to a product, it is an infallible way of doing that. But 
the way that this is working where people are selling jpegs for a thousand dollars that's just fucking dumb uh i think that's all there is to say about this uh for the love of god don't buy into nfts don't do it uh speaking of something else that you shouldn't buy uh resident evil 4 vr uh there are a lot of people who are pretty hyped about this and i was too honestly uh until i found out that it was going to be an oculus exclusive that kind of killed it for me a bit uh then it, and then it turned out that they're edit they edited a bunch of the dialogue in the game Drag two is <laughs> resident evil 4 not woke enough for you andrew uh no i i i i don't want it to be woke uh, it's a game from like 16 years ago, and it's okay for characters to have flirty personalities. Uh, it, it's see, fine. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's right. Like, it, there's... I think that we need to just have you completely repress your sexuality, and we need the games to do that for us. Don't have an in for your thought. We'll send the thought police. It's so fucking stupid that a game that's about slaughtering zombies can't have a fucking... Like, I understand the the looking up Ashley's skirt thing. They they took they took out the animation that plays whenever whenever you look up Ashley's skirt. Because she'll she'll like grab her skirt and, and pull it so that so that you can't see anything. Uh but like the the line where where the one dude describes Ashley's boobs as ballistics, like and then Ashley makes a snarky comeback. I, I don't know why we have to remove that. I don't understand why we have to remove Leon flirting with his handler. I I don't understand why we have to remove the thing where Ashley says we can fuck whenever we get back home. Like Look, Aroa, Aroa, a lot of children are going to be playing this game on their, <laughs> their parents discarded vr headsets and we can't be teaching them that they could be sexual they we only need to teach them that if they go around and kill people that look different than you indiscriminately that is how you will find happiness oh god are we living in a black mirror episode a little bit oh god when did that happen it all started with that goddamn gorilla it's that's what it really came down to it's it, we we killed harambe and then look at what happened after that look at and everything now, that happened after that and now we're worried that i don't know woke people will get mad about a video game that released 16 years ago <laughs> who asked for this was this a decision made by a corporate office who was just terrified of i, I don't even are there past examples of games like receiving fleck so, Except for maybe like Custer's Revenge, what this what uh, what this reminds me of was a time when Japan thought that American people were all very like conservative, but also like Bang Bang Explosion. So they would. Sure, we are. Yeah, but also we like boobies. Uh, but they thought we didn't like boobies. We only liked explosions and uh, Jesus. 
so they they would take out sexuality stuff uh and also like make video games that had a lot of high octane action and send those our way but the but no no sexy no sexy for americans they don't like game, that game with booba go to europe game with booba yeah. send to america yeah yeah you you've got it that that's probably that was probably what the ceo of capcom said um, word for word <laughs> and we don't know obviously if it was capcom or facebook who said that this should all be done I assume that it was kind of both. Uh, Nintendo still has this problem, you know? Uh, they've done it less in more recent times, but there there is still very much a, a disconnect in the way that American culture is perceived, I think, by Japanese companies. Uh, the most egregious thing being that they removed that entire... Uh, touching mode in the one fire emblem game on 3ds uh oh yeah mm -hmm. i mean i i don't have the full story was that as perverted as it sounds up front uh i mean it, it was still a nintendo game so it wasn't like you were groping their their boobs but i figured it wasn't that bad but i also figured it wasn't like those flash games where you got to rub the shoulders then rub the thigh then you know it, the it was it was like a it was like a, a very much more light-hearted version of that uh did, did you play the I, I think it was just the one maybe it was there were two pokemon games on 3ds that had pokemon ami yeah it was it was that like it was literally that mini game but with a human <laughs> instead of a instead of a little rat I'm just going to scratch across your face until you get shunty-eyed and happy. <laughs> but basically, you could you could take them back to your tent and like rub their head and like who why the fuck can't we have that? I don't understand. It's dumb, but I don't understand why it was removed. Yeah. No. I... That's probably the closest comparison I can think of to a game being censored as it hits the west. And not just like change, just Straight out cutting something out. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, what else is pretty good? To cut into the censoring that Intel wants to do. Or will facilitate. Intel's got an AI speech processing thing that will bleep out or, or remove or do something to... Uh, any kind of slurs that you might hear in your in your video games, which is, uh, I guess it's a neat idea. I'm a little, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's awkward or, or difficult to say that it's like a bad thing or a dangerous thing. Because it could be a good thing for some people. But like... I like this a lot more if I can control 100% what's getting filtered. Yeah, like, I don't... If I'm playing a game and you're just going to come in and start dropping in bombs, I'm probably muting you anyways. But right. if you come in and you're like, 
this is the history of Taiwan and the People's Republic of China is monstrous, and that starts getting shut up. Hold on, I want to hear what the guy has to say. Yeah, like, and I don't like that. This is basically just a bar that you drag, and and there's not really any indication as to what the settings actually do. So, um, this article is there just the one screenshot for you? You know, you didn't actually post the article, but I was familiar with what you were talking about. It's under, it's in the news stories thing. Uh, news stories. Nathan posted uh, it. Oh, there it is. Found it. Uh, let's see. Article is, I see uh, name calling N word, which is just one slider. Uh, racism oh and xenophobia, sexually <laughs> explicit language, swearing and white nationalism. I turned on the. I turned on scripting for PCMag.com and it loaded the other pictures. I didn't see the N word is just off or on. Yeah. Why um, is that so silly to me? Alright, yeah, it looks like it is uh doing AI to do speech to text transcribing. Then it flags mm-hmm. words that are said by that. Uh, based off of tags such as name calling or swearing or aggression and then it uses those words to learn and anticipate when people are going to be nasty shitters man can you imagine if we took this ai and like pumped its like like an inverse of its output into gpt3 (laughs) (laughs) whatever happened to that ai that immediately became racist as soon as we put it online like within 14 <laughs> minutes you remember that uh yeah microsoft it, it was like a twitter it. encounter yeah that's what exactly what it was yeah it was microsoft uh brought that up and 4chan got a hold of it and they immediately just had to take it out back nope uh, <laughs> ignore that shotgun blast so um like, Intel and Spirit are going to be turning everyone's computers into an AI farm, which is going to make this infinitely better as it gains more and more use cases. Then we're going to turn around and we're going to feed this back into that Microsoft AI. And we are going to make the worst internet possible. Man, what do you think training this AI was like? Was it was it just because like, they had to screen the audio that got pumped into it to identify what certain words sounded like? So they just, did they find the recordings or did they just stand in a sound booth and scream obscenities and slurs? The part of me that's an engineer says that real world use cases are best for learning real world data. I imagine they probably just found games where you could export the chat is like, I don't know, an XML or something like that. And they use that just to start training it. At which point, once it'd be smart enough to learn, like pick up and then make its own logs. And then it could work in real time. They I just, imagine, uh, like any other AI program, you just got to do baby steps. Yeah, it, essentially, yeah. May, they hook it up, they let it make its own logs. Somebody's job is to go through and flag words, and eventually it gets smart enough to flag its own words. Yeah, because I was, I was wondering, like, because you said that it was probably doing transcription. I wonder if it's that, or if it's, um, if it's doing something where it recognizes like how certain sounds sound and then is and and is doing some kind of of fuzzy matching of those certain sound patterns to determine whether or not things are slurs so that way like if 
if somebody says it in kind of an, an off way or or tries to modify it slightly to get around the sort of thing, then it can still catch it. I mean, it could I'm be willing to way. bet it could be tone is going to be a big one. I'm willing to bet yeah. uh, predictive text, uh, in this case, speech is going to be a big one. If I say what the, in nine out of 10 word, uh, times, the F-bomb's the next word, it might be able to anticipate that. And Interesting. Hopefully, it would be on a user-by-user user basis, so we could just recognize the people who go into chat and start singing the N-word, and they can just never talk again. I'd be okay with that. Probably not, yeah. but with the AI time to learn. I I would actually be interested to see this deployed on the server side, uh, like being able to real-time filter chat, uh, like just as part of the game, if you so choose. That'd be kind of how, uh, kind of a cool feature. Well, how's chat normally like? I mean, most chats aren't much more complicated than like IRC. There's you know, it's it's an open socket you connect to and you pass strings to one another. There's well, there's no like. So yeah. I think a lot of a lot of them do peer to peer voice chat, uh, but it, it is becoming more common to do it. Uh, with like a dedicated voice server, like with, like with discord, uh, cause discord shoots everything back to a central server and then relays that back to everyone who's in the, the chat. So I could, I could see it as having like two different audio feeds more or less where like, if you want the censored version or the uncensored version, or it just does it real time, uh, depending on who has things turned on. And so, that's yeah. the benefit of client-based over server-based is it doesn't have to sit and make two different audio tracks and fork it out depending on oh, who's yeah, got their yeah. settings set to what. Yeah, it's a matter of, like, is this is this able to be done quickly enough on normal client machine and, like, a desktop machine? Especially in video games where response time is... a critical asset if you're yeah. if you're using this to uh filter out swears in your excel document it doesn't need to be in real time it could it could take a minute for uh the irc this, uh... video game chat yeah you want that to be pretty snippety if it censors words after they've been said it's no good yeah i could see this being uh being sold to like news companies like for their live broadcasts Anyone who needs to be on, uh, anyone who's responsible for receiving an FCC fine should have this. Yeah, because then then you can't ever have somebody run up and say "fucker right in the pussy" ever again. So we'll, we'll save that for the podcasting realm, where you can basically <laughs> say whatever you want, as long as you say it's. This article's it's, from it, March. Uh, I did not notice that. It That's is funny. And uh, did a, they update it? It looks like they might have updated it uh, Thursday at noon, maybe. Oh, did they? Maybe Nathan's just a silly boy. I don't. I don't see it. Whatever. That's. It's fine. It's still a cool story. I didn't care. That's why I waited until we got to the end before I said anything. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. Which one do you want to do first? Let's uh, finish this. Let's let's finish off with uh, the the social networking one. So that shouldn't wait, take too wait. long. So you want to do the the social networking one and then do the Star Citizen one? Yeah. 
Okay. So, um, Donald Trump, uh, as everyone knows, is a big whiny baby. Uh, he was very upset that he got kicked off of all the social networks. Uh, as the meme goes, uh, he essentially said, I'm going to make my own social network with blackjack and hookers. And uh, that's like halfway what he did. Uh, he essentially paid a bunch of people to take the Mastodon source code and uh, change all of the the logos into the Trump social or truth social, I should say, uh, logo and uh, sell it as his own uncensored social media site as long as you don't say anything mean about Donald Trump. Yeah, that'll show the Dems. <laughs> Uh, and that is part of the, uh, the terms of use. There is a clause that says that users cannot disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, us and or the site. Uh, so, you know, it's it definitely open and free communication, as long as you do not, uh, say anything bad about the God Emperor. Uh, hey, uh, but... Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, uh... Its terms also say that all the source code of Truth Social is proprietary, which is incorrect because it literally uses Mastodon source code, which is under the AGPL v3 license, uh, which means that you have to make the source code of your, uh, what is it, derivations? Derivations? Derivations. Sure. Uh, you got to make the source code available if you make any changes to their initial product uh and obviously truth social hasn't done that uh also it's it's, it's deviation i don't know why we're both dumb and yes um taking code that like the only company i know of that's done this and kind of gotten away with it was apple with unix when they they forked off that to make their own that's basically what they've done with this except now that there's you know rules in place to keep people from pulling an apple you can't just steal shit anymore they won't let you get away with it. Well, uh, Apple or uh, Mac OS is BSD based, or at least OS ten is. Uh, the like way back in the day, the original forks oh. of Apple were basically just Unix. Okay. And the uh, the changes that you make when you're basing your operating system off of Unix was supposed to be open source and publicly documented. I, that second part might not be true, and they did not do that. Nope. Uh... I think the only thing that they really maintain in the open source realm now is the Darwin bootloader, which I believe that they're sunsetting anyway. Just can't stop Fuck shitting Apple. on Apple, can we? Uh, Fuck Apple. <laughs> Fuck Donald yeah. Trump. Um, so yeah, obviously, neither of us are going to use Truth Social. Uh, I'm actually... I, I keep trying to get Mastodon running on my home server, but uh, getting a Mastodon Docker instance running is quite complicated uh but yeah they like it's apparently it's easy enough to where trump's lackeys can do it um yeah i just i found this amusing that trump has said that he wants to essentially create competitors for all of the big tech companies um there's going to be a uh a trump plus a subscription streaming service at some point apparently Um, because trump products never fail 
<laughs> there's yeah well yeah you want something that that shouldn't ever fail fucking uh he wants to he wants to have a cloud storage and and web hosting service yeah that's something i'm I'm ever going to fucking trust good idea i trust that more than i'd uh more than i'd trust rapid share i guess remember rapid share totally secure well, it got it got destroyed by uh by the government. Didn't they get like yeah? I, I was about to say didn't they get like banned? Hardcore yeah, banned? They, yeah, they got raided by the FBI. <laughs> um, that was that was like the place to store your piracy shit. And then it went to Mega. Then they got raided by yeah, the Mega FBI. upload. And then they got <laughs> taken down. <laughs> and then Kim dot com said no, it was all my wife's doing, and made Oops. another file sharing website that people still use to share pirated shit. Media Flare or whatever the fuck it's called, I don't remember. Well, uh, so it was it was originally Mega Upload, and now the new one is just Mega, and it's like Mega NZ is the URL, right? And it's I, like I've all used that. It's all oh, it's so very secure. It decrypts everything in the browser and all that. And it's like it don't, it don't see why it really matters whenever you've you've just got great game ISO like sitting on your server. But okay, um, totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. You know what? You know what's a great game. ISO, uh, Star Citizen. That's a lie. That's a complete lie. It's it bad. is a good segue, though. Yeah. Uh, so Star Citizen added a new uh, med gun to the game, where you can heal other players or yourself. It's a pretty cool idea, you know. Ah, support. Add, yeah, adding adding support utilities to online video games it's great uh there's a problem though which is that you can overdose on healing medication uh, which on the one hand sounds like a cool idea uh except you can overdose other players on healing medication and you can heal other players in non-pvp zones uh-huh hey and... uh are you seeing the photo that otaku used as their headline photo uh it needs I'm, a fucking trigger warning i'm not hold on let me oh god i have to allow kinja i think yeah here we go oh that's a little that dark seems looking. inappropriate <laughs> for the listening audience um oh the, jesus the, christ i didn't the, see the chat yeah oh, what no. the fuck kotaku Starts <laughs> off with uh, someone saying, "Drag him to the toilet over there," and someone says, uh, "What what does the world become?" And the next reply is, uh, "Date rapes, gay, gay date, rapes date rapes by the trash." <laughs> Kotaku, Jesus. man, <laughs> that's super. You... At super not okay the chat my god <laughs> or blur it Ooh. Uh, um anyway <laughs> yeah um so uh part of a recent update as well i don't know if it was part of this particular update but a, a recent update also enabled the looting of unconscious or dead players yeah, meaning that's a mistake <laughs> meaning that now you can go into a non-pvp zone 
and knock somebody out and take all their shit and there's nothing that anyone can do about it unless they can also chase you down and knock you out with a med gun. And, and that's what this the... is all going to boil down to eventually. I assume you start with the med gun. I I wouldn't know. Um, hopefully it's not a me- like everything else in Star Citizen where like it, it's all rooted in fucking real money and, and grinding and shit. Um, that's probably but... going to be a death knell to Star Citizen, I think. Because I, what's if... the point if somebody can just come by and jump you at any time? Yeah, um, I would not be surprised if we saw an article come out within the next week that's like Star Citizen made it to where you can only heal like people who are in your party or something or or you can't overdose other people on on meds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I just... <laughs> Do you remember a... that time when in Overwatch, if you had too many people playing Ana or whatever the fuck her name is, and you used that sleep tranquilizer dart on them, that they would be kicked from the server for being AFK? I do. That's what this reminds me of. Except this yeah. is a thousand times worse because you could lose all your gear in progress. Yeah, uh, they they actually have a screenshot in here of uh, a couple of naked space people. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you can just you knock them out and take all their clothes, steal their shit, is... put them in the cabinet. That's <laughs> so fucked. Like it's it... very similar to how I play like Deus Ex. <laughs> yeah, but that's not an online game. But I'm not like... ruining somebody's fucking game experience by doing it. Right. Like this is this is the kind of thing that makes me not play Rust. Because yeah. it, that's exactly what happens in Rust every time I fucking play it. I'm f- naked, some guy with a fucking assault rifle walks up, shoots me in the head, and then, like, calls me a slur and leaves. And, like, I don't have the Intel slur filtering audio thing, so I have to hear it, and I hate the game. So, that's... This makes me not want to play multiplayer games anymore. <sighs> yeah. Like... I didn't mention it, but I've been playing Halo. They got their eighth edition, their uh, their 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 final release before Infinite, and it sure has brought out the shitters. Uh, People it, suck. Know, like, and, and it sucks too because in in my experience with Halo, it's not even as fun as like Counter Strike. At least in Counter nope. Strike, you get like mic spammers and people who are just like IRL shit posting. You don't get any of that in Halo. You just get racists and kids. Racist, angry children. I I don't... What happened to the good old days whenever, like, you, you'd load in and it'd be, like, three different people all playing some stupid sound clip from an online f- joke because they weren't called memes yet? Fuck, dude. What I wouldn't give to go back into an active TF2 lobby and just, like... Have a discussion with people about whatever shit post we were talking about. Yeah. And like have somebody just start playing some some YTMND fad over over the mic, you know? A lot, a lot of YouTube poop came from uh the speakers that were too close to somebody's microphone. It's true. I think I I think I still have footage of a game like that somewhere on my network drive. Was, so the was... good news about uh, Star Citizen and being 
able to just knock people unconscious and take all their stuff is it's all on the test server and the mechanics are likely to change once they make the jump to the actual game because oh. if they don't people are going to jump ship yeah absolutely i it, i wonder if there's voice chat in the game though i don't know about that i've only seen the the chat chat oh man if there's voice chat in the game and you can knock somebody out <laughs> and then like fucking Mike spam them while they're knocked out and they can't do anything about it uh, know what I would do that's assault is, in, in probably most places as it should be I would uh, I would knock them unconscious and while they were still logged in I would just crouch over them and play the Reet and Entertainment podcast <laughs> That's uh, that's how we that's how we get that's why you advertise. That's, what that's how you advertise. Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> when are we when are we gonna get like target ads in Mike Spam on uh, on online games? That's what I want to know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with uh, Battlefield how they're always gonna have full games because bots are joining in. If every once in a while you get a, a like. A bot will stab you with their knife, and as they're taking the animation of stealing your dog tags, they're like, by the way, if you shot the target and got your uh, bipod knife DLC, maybe this wouldn't have happened. That's that's going to be a real thing at some point. It'll, I'm joking, but that will eventually happen. It'll, yeah. We, we, didn't get the, we didn't get the thing that, that'd be like, say McDonald's to skip this ad uh, with the Kinect, but it will, we'll get that in Battlefield or some other shooter. All right. Uh, I think we're done. Um, yep. Been, been shit talking for like 10 minutes now. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for being here in spite of uh, how shitty you feel and sound. Um, I, I always sound and feel, and let's be honest, look shitty. It's just a little extra this week. I, uh, I agree. If you, if you watch the video that I uploaded yesterday, uh, you can see that I am a very greasy boy. Um, are you breaking into your neighbor's shed again? No, no. I'm reading another uh, erotic Sonic the Hedgehog fan oh, fiction. Yes, I finished the. Uh, I haven't actually seen part two yet, which it looks like you uploaded six days ago. I will take the time to watch these. That first one was oh. hilarious. Yeah, uh, fucking. Um, there are a couple of people who just are really enjoying it because they're actual Sonato fans, and I can't tell if they're they like. They, they ironically like it, or if they're kind of fucking weird, but I'm here for it either way. Uh, I support it either way. Drop yeah, a link yeah. to this in the next one. They'll, they'll, they'll enjoy hearing about themselves we talked about at the very end <laughs> of a podcast that has nothing to do with their interests. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, goodbye now. And hey, Ero, if you need yeah. to do this again, just let me know. I'll do it with you again. No, d d we're we're good this time. I promise. Okay. Famous last words. <laughs>